What is up, everybody? It is the Make It Happen podcast with myself, Nolan Ulm. I just want to ask one quick thing from you guys. And really, I want you guys to think about how did you find out about the show? Was it someone telling you? Was it a review? Was it a post? The only thing that I ask is that you pay it forward. However you found out about this, I would really appreciate it. It helps the show grow and it helps more people make it happen and get to the next level in their life. And at the end of the day, that's all life is about. Impacting people and leaving recessional effects, leaving the quality of lives uh, better off and just helping others. And so that's what I wanna do. The more this grows, the more views there is, the more uh, I can get incredible guests on the podcast and the more I can create even more value-packed solo episodes and just great content, the more I can put into this. So I really, really would appreciate it. Let's spread this around. I want to see everybody achieving their goals and reaching that next level. Like I said, again, with that being said, here is Josh. Enjoy. I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, let's just, let's start it off from, from the basics, you know, you finding your love for, for basketball and, um, you know, your, your growth of your passion for that game, you know, really jumpstarting your athletic career. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, basketball was everything, bro. Um, I used to sleep with the ball. Um, people would come in the room, be like, "Yo, what you doing?" I'm like, "Man, this is, this is me right here." You know, I, I feel connected to it. Like, I feel like when I'm out there, it's just me versus me. I don't got to worry about nothing. I'm just in a whole different zone. And you know, even all throughout college, bro. Like when the kids would be out partying, you know, doing whatever, drinking, smoking, I'll just be in the gym. I'm like, yo, y'all can have that shit, bro. Like, I, I know I know why I'm here. I know my purpose. And I'm going to just work, you know? Um, and i always been like that ever since, you know, high school, bro. This was before we had Instagram. This was before Snapchat. This was before YouTube was just getting started um, at the time. So, mind you, I'm doing this stuff, bro, with no camera, no phone, nothing. I'm just going out there 5 in the morning before school. It's still dark outside, getting shots up, bro. You know what I'm saying? Not recording nothing, not telling nobody nothing, just doing it because it's all out of love. You know, just doing it because it made me feel good. It made me feel like I was being productive. It made me feel like 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 I was going, you know, make it, bro. Pouring back into myself. You know, so um, and you know, little by little, you start to influence people when you don't even know. You know what I'm saying? Like little by little, it's like, oh, you know, just leading by action. People see your actions and they're like, oh, shit, maybe I got to start. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, shit, maybe I got to go a little harder in this on that. You know, so that was really like the driving force behind everything that I ever did was just like motivating and inspiring people, bro, from day one, even through basketball, through lifting, you know, the sports, the working out. That's just the bridge. That's just the bridge that I use to connect with people, you know, to to release, you know, release my emotions, release everything that I've been through. Um, and then, you know, it's able to connect with other people. Right. Wow. That's, that's really cool. It's pretty rare. Like you find someone that just kind of does that naturally, you know, like was, was there any sort of model in your life with, with work ethic or with, did you have siblings or something you maybe seen in a movie or something like what, there's gotta be something that ignited that, that spark. Right. Right, bro. I, I don't even know. My my mom my mom doesn't know either. You know, she she'll be telling me like, I wish I was half as dedicated as you are. My my dad, um, he's been working out for like thirty years, and you know he he hated missing the gym and all of that stuff, bro. Um, so I, maybe that has something to do with it subconsciously. My grandfather, he's like 80, 80 maybe eighty years old, eighty one, and um, he still goes to the gym now. Mm -hmm. So he was always big in the fitness and everything. So maybe like 
somewhere down the line, you know what I'm saying? It just kind of got instilled in me somehow. Um, but yeah, bro, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I was always, I would always like, even, I remember being, being young, bro. And, and, and my dad had me listening to Tupac at a very, very early age. That's why I got him tatted on me. Um, you know, I was probably four or five years old, you know what I'm saying, bro? Singing the, the songs in school, getting in trouble <laughs> and everything. And I just remember, bro, like I used to play basketball and football at the time. And um, I just remember like getting that, getting that feeling inside. Like when you hear the song, getting goosebumps and just like really like resonating with everything, just the emotions behind it. Obviously, I don't I can't relate to the shit that he was doing at that age. But it was just like the emotions and the passion behind it. You just felt it. And every time like I would feel that I would like want to go do something or want to be better or whatever and then growing up um I had my cousin bro my older cousin and we were always playing basketball you know what I'm saying like that was all we did that's all we talked about that's all we watched on on YouTube all highlights we used to watch um ankle breakers bro the, the DVDs you know what I'm saying just watching them studying but watch a move that Iverson to do and then go outside pause it go practice it like it was always like Yo, we yo, we gotta do this. Yo, we gotta do that. It like it was, I don't know. It was just crazy. And this was probably like I was probably like around seven, eight, nine, like around those around those years, you know. So definitely all those things right there, bro, definitely kind of instilled that passion and that fire in me. Right. That's really cool, man. That's yeah. crazy. I, and I love that you're saying like the emotions resonated with you. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so with you on that. And I'm sure it was the same thing when you were playing ball too, man, where it's, it's an emotional attachment to the game. Right. Yes, sir. And, and people just don't understand that, but that's really how you get the most out of yourself. And obviously you see it now with the stuff you're doing. So talk to me, you, you go play D2 ball for a bit and then just talk to me kind of about that chapter of your life. And then transitioning to like the lost breed and doing all that, that fitness and social media stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, bro. So, it's crazy. I went to a D2 school and I, I was just going to walk on. Um, I did like a tryout um, when I first got there. Or sorry, right before I got there and everything was cool. The the, the team was kind of bad, bro. So they were in like a transitional period. So um, I did the tryout before I got to the school. And then once I got there, they got a whole new coaching staff. I'm like, oh, shit, here come the bullshit. You know what I mean? Right. I'm like, damn. So I'm like, all right, I'll try out again. So I tried out again at the time. I'm 17. I graduated high school because my birthday's in November. So I was always a year or two years behind everybody else. Right. You know? Um, so with that being said, bro, I was very like underdeveloped. I felt like just in terms of my body, you know, I wasn't working out at the time. It was just everything was basketball. So I was like 170 pounds. I couldn't dunk yet, you know? So I was still learning myself and I'm going up against cats that's 20. 21 you know what i'm saying like wow. big dudes i'm like oh shit bro like you know this is next level right you know so um long story short um i i end up making it they sent like an email out to everybody like oh you know uh we have a bunch of players that we're transferring over from our old school we're not taking any any walk-ons this year i'm like all right fuck, it's cool so i already kind of saw the trajectory of how everything was going to pl play out so i'm like bro you know what I had a lot of letters, a lot of, you know what I'm saying, interests and everything like that. Um, so I was like, bro, I'm, I'm going to go to D3, bro. Like, I see I see my lane here. You know, I see what I got to go up against. And I was like, bro, I'm going to go D3, you know what I mean? And 
um, you know, see what's good. So I was like, my whole goal growing up was always to play college ball. I didn't care what division it was. I just wanted to play, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I knew at a young age I wasn't going to go to the NBA, bro. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just play college ball. That's my goal, and I'm going to make it happen. So then I end up going to a D3 joint in uh, Mass. Uh, it's called Westfield State. Um, I was technically a sophomore when I got there, but a freshman on the court because it was my first year playing. And it was cool, bro. Like, I, I connected, you know what I'm saying, with the captain and everything right away. And everything was cool. Um, it was like a tournament we had in Florida, and the coach ended up putting me in the game because he, he saw that I was putting in mad work, bro. I remember during the tournament, it was like, five or six in the morning and me and my boy we was out running on the beach you know what I mean we didn't have nothing scheduled we was just waiting for the game so we was out there running on the beach and the coach was just walking and then he saw us and he was like what are you guys doing out here like nah man just you know what I mean just working you know so then at that moment when we got to the game he put me in you know what I'm saying I'm like oh shit here we go so I get in there um they put me on the best player guard the best player and I didn't do nothing offensively. I was just locked in on defense, bro. And the, their best player only ended up scoring two points, and we ended up winning the game. So at the end, at the end of the game, you know, he's like, "Yo, like, um, big shout out to Josh for you know locking up the the player, boom, boom, all of this stuff." And then from that, you know, he started to develop trust in me. So I started seeing the floor a little bit more. Boom, the next game I was in there. The next game I was in there. Now I'm like sixth, seventh man. You wow. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is my first year. I remember even games, bro, us going to the playoffs and me being in the game, like looking up at the clock. It's fourth quarter, like a minute left, and I'm still in there. That means something. Right. You know, that French time, bro. I ain't talking about no blowout. I'm talking about we we trading baskets. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was dope, bro. It was an amazing experience. And then the whole time, like during the season, during practice and stuff, like I'll be stretching or whatever. And then my my hip would be bothering me, bro. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Like, literally, if I would if I would like be doing something on the court and I would get bumped a certain way, my hip would lock up, like from my hip all the way down to my foot, and mm-hmm. I couldn't move. It was like like a paralyzing feeling, like like uh, you know, kind of like when your foot falls asleep and you can't move it. Right. It was like that. So, so I'm like, bro, something's not right. And then I started feeling it when I was stretched and everything like that. And then the main reason why I got it checked out is because it started waking me up at night, you know, because I, I twitch a lot in my sleep. So, like, I'll move and boom, the whole shit will lock up. And I'm like, yo, this shit ain't normal. So, long story short, I went to the doctor. Come to find out I got a tumor in my hip, bro. Wow. Yeah. And it was like, it wasn't no, like, regular shit that they could just they could just remove because it was in between the ball and socket joint of my hip. Wow. Yeah, like right, like in, like in there, dog. So I met with one doctor, and the procedure that they wanted to do, um, he wanted to like drill through my whole entire hip, bro. And he was like, "Yo, look, man, you might not be able to play. You know what I'm saying? Your your basketball career might be over. You might not be able to move, especially when you get older. You're not gonna be able to do a lot of the things that you want to do." And then we was just my, me, and my mom, my step, my stepdad. We we're like, "What? That don't even sound right." So we end up getting another opinion and the dude, uh, his procedure was much better. So they dislocated my hip. I know it's a lot. They dislocated my hip. They took the tumor out completely and then put my hip back. So during this time, this was supposed to be, this was during the summer, bro, of my 
what was it? My junior year in college, but it was supposed to be my second year on the court. Right. Right. So this was a big, big season for me, bro. Mm -hmm. I just came off the season of, of being the sixth or seventh man coming in, bro. This was my first year ever playing college ball and I'm, I'm in the rotation. So the next year is supposed to be big time. You feel me? So boom, bro. I get the news. He's like, yeah, bro, you, you going, you, you know, you got to miss the whole season. You got to be on crutches for six months. And then he was like, the procedure that we did, you can't put any pressure on your hip, bro. Cause if you, if you do, the whole procedure is going to collapse. So he was like, you got to stay off of it. Yeah. So I remember, bro, I called the coach and I'm like, look, this is like August, probably like around this time, maybe like a couple of weeks before. Cause I know some cats is going back to school already, right. but it was like around this time. And I was like, look, I was like, coach, man, I'm about to miss the whole season. I got this, uh -huh, like all this shit. And then I'm crying, bro. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I'm crying. And he's just yeah. like, all right, man, it's, it's it's all good. Like, you know, it's, it's okay, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, all right. And then that was it. So I missed that whole season. I tried to be involved with the team, bro. Um, You know, going to the games and all of that. But it was super time consuming. You know, they having away games in Vermont. Like, man, all this shit. I'm like, bro, I can't. This is, I got homework. I got to study. I got to. Right. Like, I can't be. I'm not even seeing the floor. Like, I'm just doing this out of the love of my heart. I ain't getting money for this shit. Like, nothing. So, I was like, I stopped, like, coming around a little bit and shit. Yo, they had a great season, bro. My first year, we had a good season, too. We won 16 games. Um, The next season, bro, they won, like, 18, 19 games. They went to the tournament and everything. I'm like, all right, cool. And then. Boom, senior year come around. Uh, bro, this at this point right here, so I missed that whole season. This is the long fucking answer, bro, but to answer your question, this is where everything started. When I couldn't play basketball anymore, I didn't know what to do with myself. Mm. I had no idea. I didn't. I started to lose my identity, I felt like, because I, I identified with basketball. Everybody that knew me knew me for basketball. Right. Right. So I didn't have that anymore. I didn't I couldn't do anything. So what I did, bro, I was like, yo, like me and a couple of, uh, of my friends, we started working out. I remember my roommate, bro, he was he used to be in the dorm and he'll be watching bodybuilding videos. And I'm like, yo, what are you watching, bro? And then it'll be like just big ass dudes just working out. And then we, I just like, I just like sit there and watch it with him. Like, all right, all right, cool. Word. All right, this, this look cool. Like, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I don't want to be that big, but this is dope. Like, right. you know, just a different type of grind. So I'm like, all right, bet, let's get it. So I started going to the weight room, bro. I started doing that shit on crutches. So when I would go in there, everybody would be looking at me, dog. Like, what is he doing here? Like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And then my friends, they would just pass me the weights and put the weights back for me. You know, God bless them at the time, bro. It was it was crazy. So that's when I really got passionate about fitness. I started seeing the results. I started falling in love with the process because mm -hmm. I'm like, damn, this shit is different than basketball, bro. I don't got to memorize no plays. I don't got to talk to no coach. I don't got to worry about no teammates. Like, it's just me and this bitch. Like, just me versus me. That's it. Every single day. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, like, seeing progress. I'm, like, getting a little bit bigger getting a little bit stronger i'm like oh shit like this is this is cool you know you put the music on you zone out it's kind of like a similar feeling that i would get um when i would work out for basketball right but it was just in a in a different form you know what i'm saying so yeah. that that started everything bro i started working out crazy and then 
when I would come home, you know, everybody would still be on the basketball wave. They would still be trying to hoop. Yo, Josh, come. I'm like, nah, bro, I'm out here. I'm working out. You know, like, yo, come come on this side when you're ready. Nobody wanted to. Nobody. They're like, bro, I'm not we're doing no workout shit. I'm not doing nothing. This was before fitness was cool. This was before people had fitness pages, bro. I was just super locked in to, to working out. And then, damn, bro, that that kind of sparked my first passion for for working out and for fitness. Wow. Yeah. Man. I appreciate you telling the whole story, man. That's so cool because I've never heard that version of it. And I think it's just that much more special. Yeah. That's crazy. I did a tumor in your hip, man. Like that must have been scary. Yeah, it was Whole wild. Lot of adversity, God, bro. It, was, it was benign. Yeah. Yo, dog, when I tell you that was the craziest shit I ever been through. Like, yo, I, I had to spend three days in the hospital. They giving me morphine and all of that. I remember the first day when I had to get up out of the, the hospital bed. I stood up, bro. I passed out. Boom. Out because you know, all the drugs and everything. Right. So I stood up, passed out. Bro, I literally had to relearn how to walk. Wow. I had the walker. I had nurses all next to me, bro. Like, it was crazy. People would come to visit me, bro. I, I would see them for like two seconds. I'll press the little button to get the morphine because the pain was crazy, dog. So Man. I'll just be in and out, in and out, in and out. When I got home, bro, my mom having to bathe me, you know, like, yo, like, wow, wow shit, bro. I'll be, I'll be in the bed. I could only sleep on my back. I couldn't turn over. I couldn't cross my legs. Imagine having to do that, bro, for months and months, just sleeping in one position, bro, just up. And then this nurse, she would come to my house, bro, like maybe twice, three times a week. And she would she would like move my leg for me because I couldn't move it on my own. Right. And yeah, bro, it was crazy. The, the scars, like biggest shit. Like it was Damn. it was just, it was wild, bro. And, you know, this was during the summer and, you know, everybody out having fun, doing shit. You know, I'm just in the crib, bro, just on bed rest. I could, I had to stay in the bed for like a month. I remember the first time I went outside, Um, I just went into my backyard at the time. And I was just grateful, bro, just to like walk outside and just sit right. and just be in the sun and just like, yo, like, this shit is different, man. Right. <laughs> like, this is this is crazy. So man. I learned a lot through that whole process, a lot of appreciation, um, a lot of patience and Honestly, man, I I wasn't too scared. For some reason, I just felt like something was guiding me. And um, I knew that one day it was going to help me um, tell my story. You know? So yeah. I just stayed level-headed the whole time, bro. Man, full circle right now, man. For real, you're yeah. going to inspire a ton of people. Kind of off of that, you know, and I could just tell, obviously, you have a massive, you know, growth mindset. And, and you learn from the apparent failures that that you have but how has failure or an apparent failure set you up later for success and obviously this, this is kind of one of them but as you think about you know even with the lost breed and stuff like do you have like a favorite failure of yours kind of a crazy question but for guys like us you know those are the things that you know pain is a gift if you use it so so do you have like a favorite failure i feel like i'm going through it right now for real <laughs> yeah yeah bro um bro we've been in the game 10, 10 uh 11 years um no sorry we about to come up on 10 it's about to be a decade 2024 wow um so yeah bro it's just like 
learning so much through the whole journey. And then, you know, th there's been a lot of peaks and valleys, a lot of ups and downs. And I feel like we had a lot of momentum back when we first started, right? And then through everything that's happened, bro, we lost a lot of momentum as well. So, um, like, we can we would be able to drop a workout program or drop some clothes or something, bro, and they would go crazy. They would sell out immediately. It, it would be crazy. Like, you know, like we had, you know, a bunch of celebrities in our stuff. And then little by little, bro, um, fitness started to become oversaturated. And everybody started selling workout programs and everybody started selling clothes and everybody started doing a brand and everything. So kind of, kind of trying to like navigate through what's true to us and then what became like new and trendy and everything, if that makes sense. Yeah, Content to change. We started, we started Instagram. We had 15 second videos. You know, we, we was, we was doing Instagram when Vine was around. Wow. Yeah. So navigating all of that, bro, and still trying to stay relevant and right. getting getting away from viral videos because that's just a, like a temporary thing. You know, how can you build a brand off of that? You don't want to be no, I don't want to be known for watermelons getting smashed on me, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's bigger yeah. than that. I feel you, it. you know, so um, you know, building a brand off of that and still keeping that same energy, still keeping that same that same love behind it, that same passion, you know what I mean, bro? So I feel like literally that's what I'm going through right now is, is am I still having fun with this? You know what I'm saying? Is it, does it, does it still mean the same to me as when I first started, like all of that type of shit. And, and like I said, just like navigating um, this new era of social media. Right. Wow. That's fascinating. And you're so right, man. I, I forget you know, you say a decade, I forget how long you guys have been around and how the landscape really does change just so much. And obviously for me, I'm, I'm younger than you. So it's like, I was like growing up through these changes. And so it's, it's honestly crazy what it's evolved to and how video content is everything everywhere. And it's just, everybody's mm -hmm. pumping it out now. That's what everyone's preaching. Right. So right. definitely that's, that's, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, when you look bro. back on this 10 year journey, like you know, kind of on the flip side of it, like what were some of the things that led you guys to this, like a massive amount of success that you guys had? Um, I mean, I even remember hearing you say, like you said no to Ellen and stuff. And um, I, I I thought that was awesome because, you know, saying no was one of those things, especially, you know, like we just were talking about it before the episode, you know, like there's always going to be, you know, in the matrix, that woman in the red dress, right? The distracting thing that takes you away from the main purpose, the the main goal. So, you know, what were some of the things that led you to, to success? And then what are some of the things that like you guys really got good at saying no to? Because I assume you had to say no to some other stuff. If you said no to Ellen, you're probably saying no to a lot of other stuff too. You feel me? Yeah. Um, for me, I think one of the biggest things I had to say no to was people pleasing. Um, I felt like I did a lot of that especially in my early 20s and and not knowing how to speak up for myself. Um, and that kind of led me down a dark path. Like I kind of lost track of who I was at the time because I didn't know how to speak up. I didn't know. I stopped doing the things that I liked. I stopped doing the things that made me me, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I feel like um, saying no to those things 
especially now as as I transition into this into this new I'm 30 now, bro. So, you know what I mean? This new decade, it's like looking at the at those years and then being like, look, I don't want these years to be like the next ones. Like, what can I do to not let my bad habits from those past years um continue and stay with me moving right. forward? How do you cultivate and you know create an environment um to bring this passion and and the great things out of yourself like you're kind of saying it now right like i i assume that probably is part of the issue um was, was getting into disempowering environments like how do you because i think it's a lot of that's an issue for a lot of people like you're the average of the five pe people you hang around and just sometimes especially with you guys right like you went down to la for a little bit and you were doing content creation and like you know i heard a little bit of that story but you know how do you protect that you know, that tight bubble of total focus. I say it all boils down to the intention and then reconnecting with the intention every time you feel yourself maybe slipping mm -hmm. or uh, losing the grasp of that. Remember why you started. Remember what are you doing it for, right? Remember, like, how many people and how many lives you can change and mm -hmm. that you did change, right? Even if it's just one person. You know what I'm saying? That that means everything. So just reconnecting with that, bro. Sometimes when you get lost in, a, in, in whatever, just reconnecting with that and just reminding yourself like, yo, like this is the mission. This is the vision. And we got to stay locked in on this. Hmm. I assume you're you're a little bit of a, a reader. Yeah. You like reading books to some degree? Yeah, 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 for sure. Man, I read quite a few. What are what are like one to three books that have greatly influenced your life? Or if you were to gift a book, what book would you gift to to people that you love or or one that you've gotten a lot out of? Um, one of my favorite books is Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Um, that was that was a dope book. When I was when I was going through like all my anxiety and all that stuff, bro, like depression and all of that stuff, like it put a lot of things in perspective for me. I was like, oh damn, like I never thought about it like that. And that was kind of the book that kind of like sparked um, a different perspective for me. And it allowed me to like know that like I wasn't not alone, but like there was other things out there that I could be like, oh, okay. Like it's not just the way I think, right? you know, it's, it's, it's from somebody else's viewpoint or what somebody else is saying. And and examples providing that too, you know. So um, that one was was super dope, bro. Um, I'm trying to think what else. The first book when I like I, every time somebody asks me like, "Yo, bro, I'm trying to get into reading. Like, what do you think I should start with?" I always tell them start with the Four Agreements. Mm. Super simple, simple read, but you know, super effective. I feel like you could read that book every year if you wanted to. Um, you know, don't don't take things personally. That's like the one of the Four Agreements and. Man, I constantly need to be reminded of that. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. That's tough for me, bro. I find yeah. myself doing that a lot. That's awesome. And then, mm -hmm. and kind of off of that, like, what's a, what's a documentary or movie that that really impacted your life or life? Is there anything that sticks out to you? It's funny, man. I used to, I used to watch movies and shit. I, I don't really watch movies like that anymore, bro. Like movies or TV, I don't really be, I don't really watch for real. Like my favorite movie is Paid in Full, but like <laughs> they don't really, I mean, I've learned different things from it, but like it's not really like a movie that is like 
this life-changing right. message you know what i'm saying right. <laughs> like <laughs> i got a question for you though have you ever yeah. seen uh whiplash before nah oh man if if i got one recommendation it's like perfect for you watch whiplash and if you're let down never listen to me again but that movie man when you talk about the grind when you talk about you versus you yeah. that one hits different whiplash i'm it's telling on you netflix or not? It, it's somewhere on one of those things you could i, I hope it's on netflix <laughs> um, all right wait, i'm gonna look into it but yeah man you gotta let me know what you think too definitely um if if you could put one thing on a massive billboard and it were to reach billions of people and, and they would see it driving past whatever at some point in their day reach billions of people what would that message or or whatever you want to put on there what, what would it say and why that's a tough one bro that's a tough one um I constantly find myself saying to myself, just keep going. No matter what, that's all we could do is just keep going. And if something's not working, bro, change the route, but keep going. Mm. You know, like whenever you working out or whenever you get tired or whenever you feel like, you know, you got one rep left or two reps, just keep going. When you feel like maybe you can't make it do the workout or finish the workout, it's too hard. It's whatever. Just keep going. You know what I'm saying? Like, Anything you can apply that to anything, you know, very simple, but I feel like that's just something I constantly just keep telling myself. Right. Mm -hmm. What is your first 60 minutes of your day look like? Do you have any like routines or rituals? Um, I think a lot of people would want to hear that. Like, especially just, I see you're very dialed in your approach. Like, is there any way that you set yourself up for success every day? Um, I feel like it's different on different days, just depending on like on the schedule. Um, but I mean, I like to ideally I like to uh to stretch in the morning and then um like me and my girl, like we'll watch like a a sermon, you know, on YouTube. There's a couple couple people we like to watch. So definitely a sermon, definitely stretch, um, definitely get some journaling in um obviously make the bed everything like that eat breakfast get my get my meals and my food ready for the day and then yeah that's that's really it bro right so that's those, those three those three things like the stretching the sermon and the journaling i feel like that's super important if i could get all three of those done in the morning bro that's a good start to the day yeah that's huge man i'm huge into that I'm, it's all about priming yourself man like you feed your mind it's in my mind, like I, I say this to people, they think I'm crazy, but like, you know, like we try to get our body fat down and yes, muscle mass up. Like I see it metaphorically in my head. Like I'm trying to get this muscle mass up in my head every day, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And rid the body fat. And all of it is just staying, standing guard at the door of my mind. Um, right. I, so I love that. That's, that's awesome. Um, what, what's one of the best, most worthwhile investments you've ever made, whether that's like something that's, helped you recover better or, you know, like where you talk books, but like maybe even just an investment into yourself, talking to mentors, like what's one of the, it sticks out to you as I say this question, like being the best investments you've ever made. Man, I don't do enough of that. If I'm being honest, I definitely um don't do enough investment, investing in myself. Sometimes, sometimes bro, I go through like imposter syndrome. 
I start questioning myself. I'm like, yo, I don't know if I'm the right person for this. I don't know if I can do this. Like, you know, and um, maybe somebody else is more qualified or, or you know, they would be better, and, you know? So sometimes like I'll miss the opportunity on investing in myself because of that, you know? So that's something that I'm constantly working on too, constantly battling and, and you know, trying to conquer that as well. So I could begin to make more investments in myself. Man, yeah i appreciate your vulnerability yeah. man like that that shit's real and i, and I appreciate yeah. when people come on this and are real because it's it's really cool because you're a social media guy a lot of social media people are just so fake all the time you know and like this is the stuff that really touches the soul right here right on so yeah bro i i think that and then like also a lot of the time like a lot of the times i would just fall victim to fear mm. right i'm like damn bro like like you think it's logical in your head. Like you can make it sound really good, like justify mad shit. Ah, nah, bro, I'm gonna save money or ah, I don't really need this. Ah, I could just look it up on Google or whatever, whatever. But it's like, that's just fear. You know what I'm saying? You just, you just nervous that if you do invest in yourself, it's not gonna pay off or you're not gonna take it serious or you're not gonna get the return that you put into it. You know, so I feel like I'll be going through that too. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, no, nah, it's very true. It, hey, you, the mind is very good at, at negotiating with, with itself, man. It's crazy. Crazy, bro. And that, <laughs> that's why you got to be careful, like, of the things that you're doing and the things that you're listening to and the things that you're consuming. Because if you start making justifications for little things, oh, I'll go to the gym tomorrow. Oh, I'll just do this another day. Oh, like, it's just one one episode or one thing. Like, once you start doing that, you start doing that in every aspect of your life yeah wow you know what i'm saying yeah and that's not to say like you got to be super strict and super boxed in like nah bro like enjoy yourself like have a cheat meal do your thing like we're here to live we're here to experience life i'm not saying that but once you start falling into those habits that's when it becomes a problem because everything is in moderation you know overindulging anything is never a good thing i don't even care if it's drinking water you know what I'm saying? Too much water can mess you up. Too much working out can mess you up. Too much social media can mess you up. Anything, bro, even if it's something positive. You know, you talked a little bit about it. You, you touched a little bit on it. Let's let's get into it, though. I think this is going to be one of the, the most helpful thing to people listening. Yes, sir. You know, you talked mul multiple times publicly about, you know, some of your, your challenges with that anxiety and, uh, you know, the depression and just mental illness, uh, mental health stuff. And so I just want to know, you know, your, your little journey through that, but also kind of what were the things that really helped you to get over those, um, that, that people listening could, could add to their toolkit. So obviously it's different for everybody, but I think it's so good to hear stories from other people. Yeah, for sure. Um, bro, there's, there's so much, so many things you can do. It's just people got to be consistent with it. You can't just do one thing and then just expect results. Like, yo, I I prayed yesterday. Why am I still feeling like, nah, like it got to be the same way we hit the gym. You know what I'm saying? We consistent working out and all of that is the same way you got to be consistent on that and on that side. Mm -hmm. And that's that's my biggest message, bro. Like the the abs and, and, and the physique and all of that shit is cool. But, bro, that's not what this is about. You know, it's about the the, the spiritual connection. It's about the mental connection, bro. Like. That's what it's really about. All that other stuff fades with time. We in this for the long haul. We in this for longevity. So we got to protect this at all times, you know? But, bro, like, if I'm being honest with you, my girl's a therapist, right? Wow. Yeah, she a full-time therapist, bro. She's amazing. Bro, we was just talking the other day 
or well, probably like two, three days ago. And she was like, I think you're going through a mild depression. And I was like, what you mean? And she was like, hold on, let me grab my book. So she grabbed her her book or whatever. And she and we, she was like, huh, these are the symptoms. Um, I wish I could remember them because it probably could help people. But I can't remember the technical terms. But if you had supposedly if you are experiencing five of the out of maybe eight, don't quote me on this because people will be like, yo, he would know. <laughs> but yo, there was five of the symptoms that I'm still going through now. You know, like the anxiety and everything has definitely gone down. I don't I don't get anxiety attacks anymore. Thank God, bro. You know, it's been a, it's been a while, you know, um, and I'll talk about how I got to this point now. But I, I'm still battling um, the depression field right now as we speak. Right now, like this summer has been crazy, bro, like isolating myself, you know, um, not wanting like lack of interest for wanting to do like different activities. I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. Like, I'll just stay home. Like, it's straight. You know what I'm saying? I'll eat breakfast, bro, on the weekend sometimes and just go lay back down. You know what I'm saying? Like, on some shit like that. Um, and then just just like my mood, bro, sometimes like I'll just wake up and I'll just like, I won't feel like happy for real. And I'll pray. Oh, that's another thing. Every morning before I get out to bed, like I'll sit on the edge of the bed and I'll just pray. You know, I just pray. I'm grateful for this. I'll name like five things I'm grateful for. And then I'll just pray for the day, you know, another day, another opportunity. Pray for energy because I know every time we wake up, we tire, especially when that alarm go off. Mm. You know, so I pray for energy to make it through the day. I pray for everybody else, bro. Everybody that's going through a tough time. Everybody that's that's tired on their journey. Provide them with strength. Provide them with energy. Um, You know, keep putting that fire in me so I could continue to put it in everybody else. These are the all little things that I pray for, you know, let everybody have a good, safe day. All those who are battling with little demons, bro, with these little battles, you know what I'm saying? Help them defeat them one day at a time, you know, and anybody who does need a prayer, anybody who does need love, anybody who needs that little bit of oomph today, I'll send it out to them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So even with that, bro, and people get that shit misconstrued. It's like, oh, bro, you should be grateful for this, this and that. I am. But that doesn't just wipe away everything else that's going on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like a deeper, uh, a deeper thing that I need to tap into right now. And that's what that's what I'm it's like. It's like levels, bro. I feel like I pass like mad levels, like when you play a game. But like yeah. there's a new level It's like a new boss that I'm like going up against, you know, and now I'm just like navigating through trying to figure out how to defeat that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. um. Yeah, bro. It, things have just been tough, bro. If I if I'm being honest, man, it's been tough business wise. It's been tough relationship wise. It's been tough. Not with me and my girl necessarily, but just with me and my friends. I lost a lot of friends, bro. We used to go on trips, eight, ten people every time. Every time we was in the gym, would be mad people around. Now it's nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like I just be if I'm not with my girl or my dog, bro, I'll be alone. And I know partially for that to blame is me. Cause like I said, the first thing I said is what I'm doing, isolating myself, you know? So, but again, like isolation isn't always a negative thing. You know, people, people use the word selfish isolation. They use the, they think they take these words and they put like a negative connotation to it. It's not always negative. Right. You know, sometimes you need to isolate, bro. So you can tap in and figure out what the fuck is going on and you become a better person. You cut out all the distractions. Absolutely. And that's just kind of how I look at it. 
you know? So like, I don't want to be around so many different people if I'm going through some shit. Like, I'm like, yo, let me internalize. Let me talk to God because he's the one that's going to help me get through this. Let me do my yoga. Let me do my journaling. Let me do whatever I got to do. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, we'll be good. Yeah. So, yeah, bro. <laughs> shit crazy. So, for anybody that's going through mental health issues or, or problems, bro, or just dealing with some bullshit that they just need help getting through, because I feel like it, it, it all can help. I definitely say therapy is huge. Um, definitely. Oh, that's maybe that's an investment, bro. Yeah. There you go. go. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, um, therapy, because I go to therapy every two weeks. Um, so that's definitely one. And um, some people have a different look on therapy. They're like, "Oh, I don't need it. It's not gonna work. Just try it." You know, don't 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 say you don't like something if you don't try it. Right. You feel me? Like, yeah. give it a try. Give it some time. Don't go to one session and be like, ah, oh, this is some bullshit. Like <laughs> I said, you got to be consistent. Right? So therapy is one, bro. Journaling. I keep bringing this up, the journaling thing. That's been helpful for me. But that's part of the reason why I started making music is because I was writing down how my days were going. So when I was dealing with the anxiety stuff, right, a lot of the times, bro, we only focus on the negative. We only see, we only feel the negative. Right. So I would always remember the negative or the bad times that I had, but the good times, it would slip my mind. So I made it a point to write down every day how I was feeling, how my day went, how, how I'm feeling in the moment. Did I eat good today? Did I do this? Did I laugh? Did I have fun? What was funny? And I would write down these little things so I could look back on it and be like, yeah, bro, you had 10 good days. Right. Just because you had one bad day one time and then you had another bad day three weeks later that doesn't mean that you've been fucked up for three weeks mm. you got to look at the in-between and right. that's why I used, to, I used to write it down so I could know like bro like it's not all bad you know what I'm saying and then that's like when you put it in your mind like oh all right word like obviously I'm gonna have good and bad days you start to realize that so I started journaling and then because like we talked about before we got on that that love for music that passion for music started like rhyming with it like unintentionally you know and i always wanted to do music like i just was always scared to do it i'm like i don't want to be labeled as another rapper like you know what i'm saying i don't like doing things that everybody does bro you know if everybody turns left i'm gonna turn right on purpose you <laughs> like for real i do feel so it. journaling bro you know um and now my journaling has changed. So before it was like taking inventory of how I feel, um, the things that I'm doing, whatever, whatever, you know, my my total synopsis of the day. Now my journaling is a little bit different. When I start my journal entry, I start with dear God. And then I write boom, 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 whatever comes to my mind. I never get stuck in the beginning because that's just the first thing that comes to my mind, I'm writing it down. Nice. And then once I get, yeah, once I get writing, it's good. You know, so therapy journaling um reading like we talked about there's a bunch of books that you can tap into bro like so many dog you could do audio books if you don't like to physically read if you're in the car a lot if you you know not able to sit down and dedicate 10 15 minutes bro you could do the audio books um i, I try both i try reading the physical copies and audio books and for different books and different messages i feel like they can work you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so books therapy journaling what else, bro? Spending time in nature. Um, That's a good what one. else? Yeah, for real. 
for real. Because like I talked about in one of my last videos that I posted, I'm like, yo, like people want to overindulge in the gym, right? It's like, because that's your escape. So you automatically, when you're going through some shit, when you're feeling some shit, you automatically just want to get rid of that feeling. So you go to the place that cancels it out right away. But that's only temporary, though, because when you walk out them doors, you take a shower, 30 minutes, an hour later, them same thoughts might start to creep in because all you did was cover it with a Band-Aid. You didn't really get in there and try to fix shit. Yeah. You know? So, you know, that's... You know, that's why I say get outside, connect with nature and do all of these different things, bro. Um, and yoga has been big for me. You know, um, I don't do like real yoga. I just I've done yoga in the past. So I kind of just take little things and I do what works for me, you right. know, like a couple of little poses, and you know, going through a little flow. But all in all, it's just stretching, you know, just stretching. I feel like that helps because we hold a lot of emotions in our hips. So that's why, like, every time I work out, bro, like, no matter what the workout is, even if it's upper body, I always got to get my hips loose because after I open up my hips, I feel, like, looser. I feel better. I feel lighter. Wow. You know? So, yeah, bro, that's, like, what, five things right there that people oh, yeah. could people could um do. And I'm sure I'm missing a bunch that I'm just missing right now, but there's so so many things, bro. Right. Man, that and I love when, I love when people I love when they hit me up and they ask me, you know what I mean? Like, yo, Josh, I'm going through some shit, bro. Like, can you give me some motivation? Can you give me some advice? I had some cat hit me up the, um like last week and he's going through some issues with with a girl. He said, "Yo, bro, I just I just want your 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 opinion on this situation." I love that. I love that. I I reply to everybody, bro. Like for real. That, you know, that is real. I was even shocked. I hit you up. You responded like right away. I'm like, dang, this dude is real, man. Ooh, it's, man. it's really cool. Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of off of that, you know, you're, you're talking about all these things that you do to, to help you in that aspect. You know, I asked this question to most of the people that come on here and I get some pretty good answers. Like in the past five years, when you look back, like, is there, well, obviously there is with you because you're growing so fast, but like, what are some new beliefs, behaviors, habits that have improved your life the most and like what have you changed your mind about mm. um in in the past years taking criticism i feel like uh it's hard for me even to this day it's hard for me to take criticism bro and that's why i brought up the like taking things personal because i'm so quick to like if my girl be like oh why you left this over here i'm like defense right away mm. you know it's never like I never start off with a, my bad, I'm sorry, like my fault. You know what I'm saying? I go right to defense. I'm like, you know, ready to, ready to defend myself immediately. Um, and I feel like, you, especially playing sports, depending on the coach that you have, bro, that could be a recipe for disaster. You know what I'm saying? Like, I what? Know, I know what you're saying, bro. Yeah. So um, that's definitely something that I'm constantly, constantly working on, bro. Being able to take criticism and and not taking things personal, especially um, in these past couple of years. Like I mentioned earlier, um, people pleasing. That's something that I feel like my mom kind of I got that from her at a young age, um, and I kind of it kind of stuck with me. Mm. Um, you know, doing things that you don't want to do just to make somebody else happy. Um, so that's something that I'm constantly working on. I, I feel like I just found my voice, bro, maybe five years ago, six years ago. Cause like I said before, I wasn't speaking up. Right. So I, I finally was able to find my voice and I, I thank my, my girl a lot for that. 
um, you know, she helped me through a lot of those times. So um, being able to find my voice and speak on things, even, you know, um, I'm one of the type of person, like, I'll avoid a conflict, you know what I'm saying? Because I know, like, it may make somebody else happy or it may, it may make someone else um, feel like less tension or something. So I'll, I won't say it, even if I'm bothered by something, I will keep it inside rather than bringing it up to them because I know it might make them feel uncomfortable. You know, so um, that's something that I've been constantly working on, too. Um, what else, bro? Not reacting out of emotion. Man, I feel like I, I may I may have did that a couple of times. And, you know, um, not that I regret things, but I may have lost a couple of people because of that. Right. You know, that's reacting real. out of emotion. Um, when you're in the moment, it's like, ah, fuck this, fuck that. Boom, boom, boom. And then it's like, you give it time. And then it's like, damn, I should have just waited. You know, <laughs> like I should have waited until my mind was clear. Right. Um, so yeah, bro, just a couple of things, bro. <laughs> that That's huge though. Even just you talking about, you know, when your girl comes at you, hey, why'd you do this? I, that's one thing I'm really trying to work on too, is from the seven habits of highly effective people by uh, Stephen Covey. One. Great one, right? But he talks yeah. about... um understand before you're understood and so i'm mm -hmm. always i'm always like there no one's crazy everyone has the same six human needs and we're all just trying to meet them with different vehicles and so i can appreciate that and really step into their shoes but man trust me in the moment that's why even for me what i'll do is i'll walk away um and really just like breathe in my heart you know and get back to who i am which is like we're all in our in our power when we're loving right and so i come back it's like okay relax like and and really take ownership because I don't know if you've heard of the book Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink before. Nah. That's a great book too, man. For real? Um, Whiplash and Extreme Ownership. There you go. I got you. That's your two things I'm okay. I'm giving to you. But it's it just talks about how like really if you if you really look at everything in your life, like when you take ownership of it, you become the problem, but you also become the solution. And so mm. everything is your fault. There's no bad teams, there's only bad leaders. And really starting to get your head around that. It, it changes your life for the better, but it, it, it's more difficult, but it leads to a more fulfilling life. And so awesome stuff, man. When, you know, you got a bunch of people around you, especially in that, the social media, you know, profession or whatever, the fitness influencer profession, like what's some bad recommendations you hear um, in that field, or even just from people around you uh, with life? To be honest, bro, I'm not really connected with a lot of people that, that do this. You know, like the one, the ones that I do talk to, they real. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't like consume myself with people I don't relate to. Mm. You know, or, or or messages or or things I don't relate to. So like, I don't really know. You know, I I, I don't I don't like checking what everybody else is doing. Right. I don't like that, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I like to just I like to stay in my in my lane. Like, yeah, I'll pull inspiration. And, and little things from from things that I find that are dope and that's cool. But like, I'm never like looking to the next person and, and checking what they got going on and then trying to do it myself. Like, I don't like that shit. Yeah. So like, as far as um advice from from that community, man, I don't even know, bro. I don't really even watch fitness videos. I'll be on YouTube watching basketball videos or rap interviews or like whatever. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. So kind of off of that, the reverse of that then. 
if you mm-hmm. were to give advice to a young athlete, you know, entrepreneur, leader that's about to enter, you know, the quote unquote, the real world, right? Like you did yeah. after you were done playing basketball, like yeah. what advice would you give them? And then what advice should they ignore? I'll say you just got to follow your heart, bro. You know, it's always going to lead you in the right direction. Um, you got to follow your heart and do what's best for you in your, in your in your current circumstance. Because, you know, say, for example, somebody doesn't technically want to get a nine to five, but if they have to in a moment to um, fuel whatever they want to do outside of that, or say they were want to be an entrepreneur, but they can't get the funds yet or they don't have the finances and they got to make that short term sacrifice by all means, you know. But at the end of the day, you just got to follow your heart, bro, and just listen to that and and kind of let like the passion lead you to uh, where you want to go. Mm. I love um, it. Like, yeah, I feel like that's big. But like, don't get discouraged if you got to make a short term sacrifice or if you feel like you got to take um, a couple steps back to take a couple steps forward. You know, right. it happens keep, that way. Keep going, man. Just like you said, yeah. you put right. it on the billboard. So you yeah. better keep going. Right. That's it. That's all we could do. Don't get discouraged, man. Don't let other people put their fears on you. Yo, why are you doing that, bro? Like, there's no way you're going to be able to boom, boom, boom. Nobody ever made it from Connecticut. You sure you want to? Yeah, I'm on this. This is my calling. This is me. This is this means everything to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to make this work because what works for one person may not work for another. You know, and just because. um. Something may happen to 100 people doesn't mean it's going to happen to you. Ooh. You know, you, some people are anointed that way. We're anointed in different ways, bro. Everybody's special in their own way. They just got to tap in and find it. That's why I say listen to your heart. Right. Man, I love that small town mentality too, man. And I think for those those that are listening that are whatever in a spot, like you said, not many people made it from Connecticut. Not, right. not many people made it from Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada. But right, the, right. the reality <laughs> is, man, like you think they people think that that's the thing that disqualifies them when in actuality that's the thing that qualifies them it gives you that juice like it should give you that energy to go do more than all the other kids at big cities now you know big big town kids you better prove me wrong by me saying this but (laughs) man i just think that's huge it can can apply to so many different you know quote-unquote disadvantages that you have um your last couple of questions here you're so you know you seem like you're so motivated and like you're always, I mean, you're jacked up, you're grinding, but I know just like every other athlete knows there's days where you really don't feel like it. Um, and when it comes to like, just strictly like getting in there and doing the work and like, there was times, I don't know if you ever got this before, but like, I would get like really nervous before a lift. Cause I knew it was about to be like, you know, hour mm. and a half, two hours of just grind. And, uh, I really didn't feel like it. And so I'll ask you when you didn't feel like it in those moments, what did you do and what did you say to yourself uh, in those moments? And even to this day. Yeah, man, there's so many days you don't want to go in there and work out or go in there and make a video or whatever. But um, that that fire is always lit, bro. Mm. That fire is always lit. That fire that I had when I when I was in college, bro, and everybody would be at the parties and I'll be doing dribbling drills in the laundry room because the gym wasn't open. I couldn't get access to it. You know, I'll be running running the stairs. Damn, bro, like 
everybody is Friday night. What you doing? I got the weight vest on running up and down the stairs. Like, dude, like, yo, I'm gonna call you young Simba. Like, you know, like that fire is always there, bro. So um, no matter what point you get to in life, it's like, it's it's just that burning feeling that that it's that constant, like that constant drive to better yourself. Mm. And, and the days that you don't want to do it, I feel like sometimes those be the best workouts. You know, like Absolutely. once you get there, once you get started, like it's like, damn, bro, like I needed this or damn, I feel so good. Or, I'm so happy that I came to do this today. And then those are the ones that build character. Those are the ones that um make you better. Right. You know, because again, we talk about working out, but if you can do something that you don't feel like doing when it comes to the gym or when it comes to something physical, imagine what you can do outside of that. Mm. Right. It's all about building habits and, and and those characteristics, bro. That's why I say like the, the days that you don't want to do it are the days that it counts for real. Preach, man. We got to be yeah. recording this right now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but nah, man, like don't don't feel discouraged if you feel like that. It's normal. Right. It's normal. So normal, man. So normal. Mm-hmm. The name of the podcast, obviously, is the, the Make It Happen podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So when I say make it happen, um, or really just in your life, what does it mean to you to make it happen? Man, bro, just go get it. Just go do it. Like, stop talking about something and just go do it. It's easy. You could talk all day about you're going to do this, do that, do that. But if, you're, if your actions don't match your words, then it means nothing. So that's literally what that means to me, bro. Just go, just, just go out there and do it. Don't just talk about it. You got to be about it. Go give Josh a follow on all his social media accounts at Josh Levitan. Man, I hope you guys enjoyed. This was an awesome one. Super excited to get the podcast rolling again. Uh, let me know what you thought. Please DM me, text me. Let me know if you have any feedback, tips. I want to make this as good as it can be. And it only gets better by getting feedback. So thank you all again. Have a great day, week, month, year. Make it happen. Out. <laughs>